So, hello and welcome to our Nintendo Switch UK podcast September Direct Special. We are very excited to talk in more detail about the latest Nintendo Direct, which happened this week. And I'm joined by Anton. Hello, Anton. Hello, Mike. It's it's like Christmas came all over again. We have so much to talk about this week. It, it really is. And the funny thing is, I've seen some people say that they were disappointed by the Direct... I don't think you can be disappointed with this one. What do you think? Um, oh, it's it's a weird one because there's a lot in there that um that's really exciting in terms of the Switch in general. Not much that I would actually spend money on, sadly. But uh, yeah. we'll we'll work through and we'll kind of just talk about each of the individual announcements. It was quite fun this time because there were weren't that many rumours this time around, which... I, th- I think what I loved about it was the fact we didn't know about it until the day before. I think that, yeah. for me, was the, the the thing that made it so exciting. We didn't have a clue, um, really. But actually, as it happened, there were a few announcements, I think, that we kind of expected, but they were confirmed. And a lot of the time, we get these rumours and then it's never actually confirmed. So it was interesting that we had so many of those things that were that were you know were supposed to be happening beforehand that are definitely now happening so um yeah well we'll work let's work through them then we'll we'll do it in order of the direct um and we'll just take each item as it comes and, and have a chat about it because i know that not everyone will have had the chance to see because it, it was 11 o'clock at night which was which was the first time they've done it so late for us i know in america it wasn't but it was a late one yeah it was uh, just looking through slightly closed eyelids it was oh. Tell me All about dreamy. it. <laughs> Absolutely. I thought I was dreaming. Um, let, right, let's let's go through them. Let's start with the big one, the one that started off the Direct that we kind of knew about. In fact, we spoke about this in last week's episode. We are now getting Overwatch, the Legendary Edition, and it's going to be available on the 15th of October, so we're getting it very, very soon. Not a huge surprise, but a big deal for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, I was just kind of surprised like they started with it because it's such like a... You could really hype it up, and but no, they were just like, it's happening. You're watching the trailer. You could just smell all the money Blizzard's going to make. Uh, this is going to be so popular. I can just tell. Um, and it's kind of, it's funny how kind of Overwatch is kind of hitting a little bit of a low with like Fortnite's kind of been big for quite a while now. But I'm just looking at this. It's like, yeah, there. This is going to be popular. What What did you think? Yeah, same. I think it's going to be hugely popular. I'm going to wait and see what people... um, I mean, I don't really need to wait and see because I know Overwatch is a great title. I've played a bit of it. I haven't played a huge amount. It's not the perfect game in that style for me personally, but I think it's going to be such a a big deal on the Switch. Um, And it's one that I can remember, you know, maybe a year ago, people saying, oh, no, that'll never happen. We'll never get Overwatch on the Switch. We couldn't run it anyway. And now... We're getting the legendary edition, motion controls, the lot. It's all very exciting. It's happening within a month. There was, when this rumour happened a couple of days ago, there were two games that were rumoured. There was Overwatch, um, and it was more of a leak than a rumour because there was a listing for Overwatch appeared somewhere, but also a listing appeared for Plants vs. Zombies, their new game that they're doing uh, on the PS4 and the Xbox One, and it appeared as a Switch listing. However, we never saw any sign of that, and I was really disappointed because if we'd had that, I would have been just, that would have been me set. Yeah, I think the fact that the the new Plants vs. Zombie isn't coming to Switch is kind of 
sadly put the nail in the coffin for me being hopeful for EA Switch ports. Um, I feel like it would have been such a perfect game for the console, but... Oh, it really is. No uh, there's a worry. huge There's a huge petition online for the previous instalments to come to Switch as well. I, I'm not sure, though, because I know EA have kind of had to do a bit of a U-turn on it. I know we're not going to talk about this in great detail now because we're talking about the direct stuff, but I just wonder if we will see it, but just not yet, perhaps, because it... You know, if you look at Overwatch, that's been out for a while now. We're now getting it on Switch and for getting the full pack as well. So maybe maybe it's one for the future. But either way, Overwatch, big deal. Started off strong. I mean, what a way to start a direct. Yeah, and Kel, from one stripe to another, we call a little bit more of Luigi's Mansion free. And it really seems like they're beefing up the content this time. Because I know when they did number two, it was just like, yeah, we're just doing Luigi's Mansion again, but... This third one looks like a completely different game. Yeah, I was interested by the the multiplayer mode as well because mm. that looked quite interesting. I think it, it kind of reminds me of the kind of party game thing that you might actually want to play play with friends. Yeah. You know, I, I, I kind of, I'm quite excited about this. I really hope it, it is as good as I think it might be. Yeah, and uh, I, I just love how it's eight Luigi's. They didn't bother making different models, it's just eight different versions of Luigi. That choose, was quite funny, actually. Choose your fighter, but uh, yeah, the thing that really kind of brought me into this is uh, how every single floor slash level of the game is going to be themed, so it'll be pirate themed or desert themed, which I feel like with the previous games it was very much like every floor is just a variation on the spooky mansion theme. This kind of really kind of gives that a degree of refreshness it looks a little bit more unique and comes gives the game a little bit more variety which i felt the last games were lacking which... and that's the kind of thing that might bring someone like me who's never played a luigi's mansion title to you know to actually part with my hard-earned cash and buy it because i am interested in it it's just whether i'm interested enough to to buy it so having those extra modes having a bit of variety in there is, is a big thing and it, it looks like they're really going to put a lot of or they have been putting a lot of time and effort into it judging by what was the second item on the the direct the third one's really interesting though because this is actually you can download this now i have downloaded it I haven't tried it yet uh, super kirby clash now the keyword here free to start and start is the keyword there because because yeah. uh, I'm assuming it won't be free the further you go with it. But have you had a look at this yet? Yeah, I, I went to, to download it. I haven't had a chance to give it a go, but it's it's interesting where I think the the only other time we've heard Nintendo use this kind of phrasing of free to start, it was with yeah. Super Mario Run, where it was like, yeah, you can play like a world and then eight pounds for the full game. It was more like a long demo. Whereas which with this one, it appears you have to buy gems looking at the the microtransaction options they've got there, which I, I'm scared that it's uh, their deceptive way of, kind of trying to make a free-to-play Kirby and not mm. a free-to-start game. I, I, I do worry about that as well. I worry about the free-to-start thing. I hope this isn't the start of Nintendo going down a rabbit hole of microtransactions within games and and making you pay to play you know when you you know rather than just unlock the whole game in the first place i would rather pay a small amount and own the game um, or just know what it's going to cost up front i'm not a big fan of games where you have to pay you know as you go but having said that i don't know because I, i haven't really had a chance to properly have a go yet and i will try the free 
start point and see what it's like. And you never know if it's good enough. It yeah. might, um, it might pursue. It looks interesting. I got to say, it doesn't look, it doesn't look bad. Yeah, I, I think in one regard, with it being obviously a co-op game, um, and I think kind of from the critiques of the last Kirby game on Switch, where it was a little bit short in content, maybe having it so you're not paying so much money to get it, because paying forty pounds for a Kirby game, especially when there's so many of them, can be sometimes a little bit hard to to swallow. So who knows? Maybe if it's balanced well, monetary monetization wise could be really good uh, I yeah. need to play it myself though to kind of fully judge well I'm going to have a go this week so perhaps we can uh, we can see if we can we might even get a chance to jump on together and see what yeah. it's like quite interesting I think it's a four player game I don't know much about it um, just yet uh, other than what we saw in the direct but it is available to download now free to start so go and give it a download and see what you think next up Trials of Mana HD remake the SNES game is getting a full remake on Switch it's coming out April 24th next year and it looked pretty gorgeous to me to be honest yeah. Yeah, I think this one's a, a sure hit. We've had, obviously, the other two games remaked and remastered, looking at all sharp. The the base Trail of Mana game is kind of very beloved by its fans. And I think just combining those two assets, we've got uh, another great game coming to Switch. Um, it's I think I've only played the first Secrets of Mana. I haven't gotten to the other one, so <laughs> I'm a little bit mm-hmm. far away from the third game, but who knows, one day... <laughs> Oh, I'm miles, miles behind having never really played them at all. I think I've had a, a go of one, but never got into them particularly. But anything that's remade well is is good in my book because there's so many brilliant titles from that era that still are um, are just, you know, classic games. In fact, we'll be coming on to that a bit later. Right, next up, this looked very, very interesting. I've got to say, I kind of... I like anything that gives you something totally different. And the art style of this was so out there that it kind of got me, sort of, sort of woke me up while I was sort of half asleep watching direct. It's called Return of the Obra Dinn. It's a first person time traveling black and white dot matrix inspired game about discovering the downfall downfall of the Obra Obra Dinn. What did you make of this, Anton? Yeah, this one was interesting. Like, when it first popped up the title cards, it's like, oh, we're getting like an Oregon Trail style game. And then it was completely different. Nothing like mm-hmm. it. Um, I, I, I'm kind of curious about it. I love the art style and I love the premise where the, the concept of the game is where you're trying to, you're on an abandoned ship and you're essentially trying to figure out how it fell down. You can use your Detective. time compass to travel in time and kind of piece it together. I wonder how much game there is, or if it's purely narrative. Um, but it's interesting. It reminded me a bit of uh, Sherlock Holmes' title meets "Where in the Where in Time Is Carmen Sandiego." That kind of mm. combination of a little bit of detective work with a kind of point-and-click element. The art style, though, is so different. I mean, you really have to go and look at this to see what we're talking about. This black and white dot matrix inspired style. And it really is. It's it's interesting. I've got to say that it did catch my attention. I'll wait for the reviews. I'll see what it's like. Well, hopefully we'll get a, a shot of it early on as well. But um, it's one to look out for anyway. It's, uh, it's certainly different. Uh, next up, Little Town Hero. We've known a lot about this. Uh, it's been under the working title Town for a while now. It's going to be available really soon, actually. Next month, in fact. Um, in fact, they did show some gameplay. Yeah. Um, and one of the interesting points was the music is uh, by Toby Fox, who made Undertale, um, which is great in my book because the music in Undertale is fantastic um, and really well done. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm kind yeah. of like, 
I was really, I was the one defending this in the first place and saying, yeah, I'm really excited. And now I think I'm less excited having seen a bit more of the yeah. gameplay. I'm not sure. I think, I think the thing is, is they, they showed it off and it didn't have a title on it. It seemed very just like scraped together. And then it was like, okay, this game's like maybe two, three years away. It's a new exclusive from uh, Game Freak. They're probably going to be putting a lot of time in it. And then they showed off more of it today. I was just kind of similar thoughts. I'm like, that's ah, looking to come together. There's a little bit of grass in areas where it looks a little bit barren. Um, and then they're like, yeah, it's coming out next month. I'm like, oh, this is uh, this is uh, the full game. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, that was what worried me as well. I think it, a lot's going to come down to the story and the gameplay and, and all those things. And we expect those to be reasonably good. Um, we might We might forgive it if those parts are are really, really top drawer. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm surprised it's so quick, considering we've known very little about this up until, well, yeah. this week. It, it, it just, it looks um, a little bit underbaked, I think would be the way to put it. It's just simple stuff. Like there's areas of the map that just look to have a single like texture, just covering a big area of the ground with no uh, kind of, 3D telemetry on the ground it's just completely flat for areas and uh, I think with the the concept of the game being in one town mm-hmm. you would expect that town to be of higher quality than a big open world game especially yeah. even comparing it to um, Sword and Shield which has a massive world and it's by the same company that you can tell this feels a little bit like a B project yeah yeah well, we'll keep an eye and we'll know soon enough because it's out in a month's time. So I suspect we'll be seeing more between now and October the 16th. Uh, next up, uh, a few Super Smash Brothers uh, announcements. We'll, I'll run through these first and you can just make a give us your thoughts, Anton, because we, we kind of know um, kind of where this is going to go. But we're going to get so so out, out now we've got Ultimate Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, sorry, Smash Brothers <laughs> Ultimate Ultimate oh. Banjo. Well, I suppose you could almost call him Ultimate Banjo Kazooie because he's in he's in Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah, so, and he you know. looks gorgeous in the art style. Oh, it it really does. I have to say that was the one thing that I was um, I was very impressed with. Obviously, not being a Smash player. Next up, Terry Bogart. This announcement, right? Did you do the same as me and go? Oh, it's going to be a virtual console of something. Oh, we'll come on to something similar later on. And then suddenly it went, oh, right, okay, it's Neo Geo, oh, and then it's Terry Bogart. Did you yeah. get the same confusion as I did? Oh, I completely did, especially considering both on the Wii and the Wii U, we had uh, the Neo Geo virtual consoles. Like, that was yes. one of the few virtual con- third-party virtual consoles we had. And we've had, obviously, all of these SNP, um, SNK games on Switch, I was like, oh, this is so cool. They're going to come back to the NES online, but, you know, Neo Geo Online, I'll take it. But, uh, yeah, Terry, Terry Bogard. Um, it's interesting where I'm probably one of the few people that's played a lot of SNK games, and I'm just like, ah, oh, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not. It's a good announcement. I think it was just such a big, grand entrance for mm-hmm. it. That it threw us a little bit because, like you, I was thinking we were getting the Neo Geo collection or we we're getting those SNK games or, or whatever it was going to be, and and maybe that's down the line. You know, maybe that that was the whole point was to get us into that frame of mind and tease us with it a bit. But hey, listen, we're we're happy enough with that. And if you're a, if you're a Smash Brothers player, then you, that's a, another option. It's an, it's more more DLC and it's how you do a game you know you're, they're, they're giving us more and more in that f- for that as well and they've even said there's more DLC in the works at the moment too yeah which I'm kind of glad about because not 
there, yet there's some really good characters in the, the Challenger Pack 1, obviously Banjo's a highlight and uh, oh, uh, the Joker obviously. I, I feel like Terry and the hero are very specialised and won't appeal to quite as many people as those other two, so again some more characters yeah. down the line. We know how many people want people, people, people want on Smash. Of course. <laughs> There's still so much good stuff to come there, I think. Yeah, that's it's great to see, you know, developers putting that effort into a title that's already out there. I think that's um, to be commended. Now, next up, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Uh, we're getting an amiibo and you can make your own dungeon. Now, I'm not 100% on... I kind of... This flat, this must have been one of the moments where I was really struggling because what, because I'm not a Super Smash Brothers Ultimate player, I was really struggling. I woke up in a moment, but tell us more about this one. Yeah, so the the, the dungeon maker is interesting. It's not the full freedom of control that um, I think a lot of us were hoping when this was kind of in the rumor mill. Uh, rather, essentially, once you p- complete a building, each screen, because obviously it's like old school uh, top-down RPG, is saved, and then you can make mix and match them to make your own levels in a linear sense. Uh, I'm okay. kind of curious to see if this almost becomes like a a kind of proof of concept for a Legend of Zelda maker. Um, it, I, I don't know. It, for me personally, I feel like not having that finite control. Uh, only there's only so far and how much enjoyment people may have with that. But yeah, I think for adding content to such a an old title to be able to charge fifty pounds for it, this is kind of the the little wee final touches we need. To kind of bring it up to that caliber on top of the obviously remastering process. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know there's a lot of excitement around that, so uh, that's good news if you are going to be getting into The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, the Switch version, which we're all very excited about. Another game which comes out very soon, you can get the demo right now. And, and well, I mean, if you've got the demo right now, it's 10 hours worth of content in there already. But Dragon Quest, uh, the, the, the free DLC that we're going to be getting. Uh, is coming on September the 27th. So that's, I think that's release date as well, yeah, isn't indeed. it? Yeah, indeed. So that's really, uh, again, fantastic. And uh, and it looks, I mean, what what a great amount of content to get for a new title. Yeah, it's a, it's almost interesting. I, I, it's, a, it's a weird one. I feel like they were just reminding us that it was happening. But, you know, I, I imagine there's a lot of people excited and just hearing that there'll be even more content on top of the Definitive Edition, on top of everything else just it'll make some people stay so i guess it's good to good to include yeah absolutely and it's it's extra content which again as i said you know you can't really if you if you love a title then extra content that isn't going to cost you anything is always always welcome uh, next up if you're a jrpg fan this might be of interest to you because tokyo mirage sessions uh, fe encore are getting new content and it's available on the 17th of january 2020 so again it's not a game that i know an awful lot about but i know there's a huge following for it yeah this was um if if you've kind of forgotten about this title this was back in the wii u era when they announced a fire emblem persona crossover which is so crazy to think that's something people would make and it's absolutely just ridiculous GRPG, it's not even GRPG, it's like part rhythm game, it's ridiculous and insane, and as a Wii U collector, thank you for bringing down the prices a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it means you can add it to your collection without yes, having to break indeed. the bank. Um, so that's what, next up, this was a, a, a surprise because 
I think this is an exclusive, but we're getting Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise, in 2020. But also, Deadly Premonition Origins is available now. Now, I remember Deadly Premonitions coming out on the PS3. Um, I never played it, but so I went back and had a look at some of the gameplay footage after the Direct. Um, and it's available now. You can get, I think it's like 20-odd pounds or thereabouts on the store. And... I've got to say, I, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty tempted by this. It gets really well reviewed and we're getting the second one, which is a new one coming out next year as well. Yeah, it was a, such like a cult following the franchise. I remember when it first came out, a lot of the big reviewers were like, oh, it looks like a PlayStation 2 game. And then everybody yeah. actually played it and they're like, no, but if this was a PlayStation 2 game, it would be the greatest game of all time. Yeah, <laughs> so it's got well, real- I, it's funny you say that because that was my... Because I'm looking at it going... Sure, this was PS3, but it looks kind of PlayStation 2 kind of era. And then, sure enough, I did the same as you and, and you know, kind of delved a bit deeper. And sure enough, it seems that it was hugely well received. Yeah, it's, um, I'm kind of curious. Cause I remember when it came out, I was kind of, oh, it looks uh, a little bit dated. Uh, and paying full price for it, it was like, that's for a game that's looking a little bit rough around the edges or maybe past. But now with a re release, uh, and kind of known that how it's endured over time with its fan base. I'm like, eh, you know, it's the orig- Origins package or the remake of the original is available now, so kind of, kind of gives a good entry point in. Yeah, absolutely. I- I'm definitely interested in it. I just need to get to the backlog of games. It's a regular thing that I say, but it's true, so I can't really help that. Uh, next up, Divinity Original Sin 2 Definitive Edition. It's available now. This is slightly pass me by um yeah. but did you uh did you take anything from this uh to be honest i'll i'll say it just kind of looked like standard fantasy stuff mm-hmm. uh from the offset I, I i presume uh to to fans there's a lot more to it but uh not being familiar with it um none of none of it kind of quite grabbed me sadly yeah yeah uh all right then next up we have uh a, one that we all knew was coming um pretty much and sure enough it was confirmed november the 22nd doom 64 which i'm hoping price wise is around the five pound mark maybe 7.99 like doom 3 i, think, I suspect mm-hmm. it'll be around there but uh it's it's definitely coming yeah, I find it funny. I think Nintendo didn't even know they were going to release Doom 1, 2, and 3 because I was just, with them making such a big scene about this one, I was like, oh, uh, they had no idea. They would have made such a big hype if they were familiar with that happening. But, you know, it's great to see. Uh, I feel like Bethesda was just like, oh, you want us to show this off? I suppose we can. Everybody knows it's coming. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely going to happen. And um, yeah, it's great. Another one to add to the collection. Next up, this was very interesting. It's from Hi Res and mm. it's Rogue Company. It's a five on five shooter. It's going to be coming in 2020. But what's really interesting about this is it's cross play supported multiplayer. So it's going to be on PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. Um, I don't know much about this, but I'm kind of intrigued by it. Yeah. I- there, with this, it will depend on how the depth and how much depth there is to it, whether it's a good game. But uh, High Res has done some good stuff in the past, and as a kind of multiplayer game on Switch, it looks like probably outside of Overwatch, probably one of the most highest quality ones we've had so far. Well, they're also saying, and I don't know how legitimate this is, but they're saying it's going to be 60 frames per second. 
Wow, that's for those kind of graphics because I know it's been confirmed that Overwatch will be running at 30 frames per second. And yeah, which I is would, fine. Yeah, it's, it's doable, but uh, at, with the art style that Overwatch has compared to Rogue Company, I feel like Rogue Company is a much better looking game. Uh, and it's impressive to see it run at those frame rates. Well, that's what they're saying. I, I mean, I'm not sure how confirmed that is at that at this point, and, and that could change, of course. But if they can get that title cross-platform running at 60 frames per second, five-on-five five shooter, I tell you what, there is a market on the Switch for that. As much as we're getting Overwatch and we've got a few others out there at the moment, I think that that could potentially be really, really good, especially if we're going to get it around about the same launch time as the other platforms you know if it's going to be around the same time yeah i'm, I'm going to be curious to see what the price is of it because they didn't market it as a free-to-play game but from my experience with other high-res games they they quite often do free-to-play games like with mm-hmm. fairly um non-outrageous uh kind of loot boxes or anything like that they're from my recollection i've not i'm not the number one fan of all their work but uh, i'm curious to see what they're they're going to be doing with it yeah, well, we will keep an eye on that and watch with um, interest, at least. But that was one that at first almost passed me by, but but since having looked a bit more into it, certainly certainly seems interesting. Next up, Pokemon Sword and Shield news. We're getting customization. We're getting the Pokemon camp. And, of course, the thing that everyone's been talking about, it's become a bit of a meme, um, curry on rice. Yeah, they're really going all in on the curry feature, which, you know, <laughs> after all these games... We gotta add everything. Throw in the kitchen sink. We need everything in this game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's we kind of know everything there is to know about this because I think we've had two Nintendo Directs specialising on this. So uh, I think it's just around the corner. So um, I think if you're you're planning to pick it up, you you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I think a lot of people will have been interested and that it's been quite funny seeing it uh, i've seen a lot of youtube videos this week from um youtubers and, and anyone that's talked about it that's been the the, the top comment pretty much yeah. but will it have curry on rice that's what people are asking you know but uh yeah if you're a pokemon sword and shield player or you're going to be then that's um Zeph, definitely good to see a little bit more about what uh what it's going to Involve. Um, also, getting new Pokemon as well. We 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 got to see a couple of new ones. Yeah, we had the the new Port Port Geist, uh, mm-hmm. which is like some kind of blob thing that lives in a teapot. And then we've got Cramant, uh, which just seems to like to eat fish and then throw it at enemies. Which uh, I I don't know how many Pokemon there is now with after all the generations. So. They're having to think out the box, and uh, I like the T one. He he seems cool. <laughs> I did like the T one. I've got to say that was that almost persuaded me to, you know, go and do a bit of research and maybe even get the game just because I really like the T one. I thought it was a great Pokemon. Uh, next up, Nintendo Switch Online. Now um, we are getting one of the most talked about. Uh, updates since online launched i have been playing this today actually and we've got a whole bunch of snes games in fact it's 20 super nintendo games and they're available now you've got to go into the online membership bit there to to download the app for it uh, there's some new features as well sorry the same feature set as as when we got the new online stuff it's launched with 20 games on day one we're not going to be getting every month um this is something to, we'll talk about in the next episode as well we're not going to be getting new games every single month they'll be kind of sporadic and we're getting an exclusive snes switch controller as well 
I was playing them today with my 8-bit do, 8-bit do, whatever they call themselves, uh, SNES-style controller, and it was uh, so authentic. Really? (laughs) Frustratingly authentic because it's a SNES game and they're so tough sometimes. But it was really great. And um, we've got 20 games and they're right there. So if you've got online, um, there's some classics in there too, Anton. Yeah, definitely. It's a... It's kind of amazing looking back, the kind of obviously the evolution between, let's say, the PS3 and PS4, and looking back at getting Super Nintendo games. Yet there's probably five years worth of difference between those games. Those five years make such a difference in making yeah. them uh, kind of friendly to play now. Uh, and kind of, I think even as somebody who grew up with a Mega Drive uh, and not being that far off the kind of NES and Master System. Uh, these games, I feel, are just a lot more uh, accessible, and for players who have maybe only grown up with like a PS2, I think being able to get a game where you can kind of tell what things are in the graphics makes yeah. all the difference. And we've got a fantastic selection of games here. Like, yeah, it's a really good um, selection of games. I mean, you've got you've got a couple of Kirby ones, you've got the um, the the Mario titles, you've got uh, Zelda. Um, and I had a sh- had a go of probably half the games, so maybe ten of the games I played a little bit of today. Not not obviously huge in depth, but um, yeah, just really great games and great memories as well of that era. Yeah, it's to be honest, the list they've got in there. It's it's basically every Super Nintendo game I would really want. Yeah, uh, I'm really happy with that list. I'm excited to play F Zero. We've got uh, the oh, what is it, Dreaming Chris and the. Uh, Super mm-hmm. Metroid, like really fantastic games, and a lot of these have native saving in them, which is nice. So it isn't like you're meant to complete in a one hour. Um, yeah, you've got rewind function, which I talked about being so useful on the the NES games. Um, that comes as well day one with the SNES games, and it's again really helpful, especially for some of the tricky platformers. Yep. So uh, I think it's official. We we won Nintendo fans. We just need to start complaining about N sixty four games now. Let's That's start. the next one. That's the next one. It might be a little while, but you know we'll we'll be pretty happy with this at the moment. But certainly, yeah, that would be great to see that evolve. Next up, Tetris ninety nine two point We've got some new modes in there. The Invictus mode, which is basically for pro levels. In fact, I don't think uh, pro, pro level players. I don't think you can actually unlock it unless you get to a certain level. Anyway, yeah. uh, daily daily challenges. You get tickets for those as well. And they can be swapped for themes and new player icons and uh, new DLC as well, which you can buy. That's available now. So if you're a Tetris 99 fan and you play a lot of it, then again, a bit of good news. Not something that particularly bothers me because I'm not good enough to be worried about Invictus mode. <laughs> and um, I don't know if I'll probably bother with the multiplayer mode at the yeah. extras at the moment. I'm just happy. The, the main thing I saw on this was, oh, the pro players can sop like beating me at everything they can play <laughs> over there and i can just like pretend like i know how to play tetris yeah, yeah absolutely i think i'm good and then go in there and i'm like nope not good okay next up mario and sonic at the olympic games we saw more of this and we saw some of the 8-bit mode as well which looks um i've got to say this looks really great there's some extra um sports in there that i didn't expect it's coming out on the 5th of november i'm kind of interested in this now you know yeah i think i know I'm you like- are I might roll the dice on this. It's been a I I think I only played two thousand and eight, which feels like a millennium ago. And yeah. uh, I remember not loving it, but I feel like this one it just looks and feels to have so much heart and soul compared to some of the previous entries where it just felt like they were adding the number on there and uh shifting location. I'm I'm curious to give this one a go, especially the nineteen sixties mode. Yeah, it looks great. It looks fantastic. Uh, next up, Damon X. 
Machina, we have a new demo available today and co-op in there too. And that's, um, I mean, I played the, the first demo, which was like the working title one, and it was all right. It was not my thing really, but um, this one looked a lot more polished. Yeah, it's, it's really starting to come together. Um, I feel like they're going to have a little bit of a hurdle to get over because um, I think there's a lot of people that look at mech shooters and are like, oh, that's crazy nonsense, explosions over the top. Uh, and I think they're going to have to break down those barriers a little because it does mm-hmm. seem to be a little bit more higher budget than your average mech shooter. But uh, a demo, especially a second demo, is a, a good way to go because, as you say, that first one was very much work in progress. So kind of give people a, a better taste of what they might be buying. Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, the Jedi Outcast port. Uh, it's going to be coming September 24th. I don't really know this game originally. Yeah, I remember, because this is like one of the, the era I kind of grew up with gaming a lot. Uh, and I remember people loving this. Um, I've never, <laughs> you're going to hate me now, but never watched a Star Wars. So I'm not familiar with it, sadly. It's all but, right. I'm, I'm, I'm playing catch up on Star Wars. This is actually terrible. I mean, Alistair would be having a fit if he was here right now. But um, yeah, no, I'm kind of in a similar boat. I've watched some of them, but not all, not all of them. What what console generation did this come out I, on originally? I believe this was uh, PS2 and Xbox uh, okay. and PC. Okay, so we're t- we're looking at a Star Wars game that should have a reasonable amount of depth to it in terms of um you know the, just the era. So I'm curious to see what people make of this. I might go and have a look at some gameplay from the PS2 era, and we'll be interested again to see how much they've improved it as well yeah, because that's I, always the question. I think the the exciting thing to come from here, if you're not a Star Wars fan, is this combined with the announcement of Aladdin and the Lion King collection. I think this is um, a sign that, that uh, Disney understands the value of their back catalogue of games, even though they're not a developer anymore. Yeah. And we should maybe kind of tint our expectations towards seeing a little bit more of them. And uh, fingers crossed we get Simpsons Hit and Run, because they own that. Oh, <laughs> yes. Let's talk about that in the next episode, because please, please give it. us that game. <laughs> Me too. This is a classic. Next up, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition is coming October 24th. I just don't know how I'm going to actually find time to to get to it. It looks incredible. It's been really well. Um, well, people have reviewed the early gameplay of it that they've had a chance to play really well. And um, it looks like it's going to be a very good port. Very excited about The Witcher 3. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited, but similar to you, I don't know where I'm going to find the time because I'm sitting here. I'm like, no. okay, Cyberpunk comes out like next year. Yeah, oh, so don't so know much. if I can find the time in there. <laughs> so so much. Okay, I'm going to move through the rest of them just so that we can fire through all all um all the rest of the the titles that were announced because obviously this is our special. We'll be looking a bit more in depth at one or two of the titles in our next episode. Uh, Assassin's Creed: The Rebel Collection, ex- exclusive to Switch. Well, it's not really exclusive because the games are available elsewhere, but it's an exclusive collection. We're getting Black Flag, which Alistair will be delighted about. And uh, is the other one, what's the other one? Is it Rogue, it's is it? Rogue, yes. And um, that's a newer title as well, isn't it? Um, somewhat. It was, it's a very underrated, and I hear, from what I've heard, it's one of the, the best Assassin's Creed games where in which it came out the same time as Assassin's Creed Unity, but only on the last-gen consoles. Okay. So, kind of, opposed to a lot of the other games in the franchise where they were trying to push the franchise and make it bigger and better apparently rogue is just a really quality game 
uh, you don't actually play an assassin, uh, which is kind of a deviation from the franchise, and apparently it's just really high quality and kind of one of the, the pinnacle of the PS3 and Xbox 360 era of Assassin's yep. Creed. And yeah, we're getting all the DLC, so uh, from what I've gathered, yeah, it's not been officially said, it's going to cost around the same as uh, Assassin's Creed Free Collection. Yeah. And, um, you know, so much content on the Switch, and it's great to see Ubisoft bringing this, because this is a the collection at least is exclusive to switch so let's yeah. hold our fingers crossed for the the other games to make its way over yeah i'm really t- i mean I'm, a, I'm i love assassin's creed having only really ever played the sort of the early ones and then i was out, out of them for a while but i've played three and what's the other one that comes with three uh, and, liberation and yeah and i really like liberation it's actually one of my favorite titles i've played in the assassin's creed um uh, saga or series um, so I'm pro- I think I'll probably end up getting this to be honest because I, I love Assassin's Creed as a, as a title um, I hope Ubisoft make a little bit more effort in just porting it that's my only concern mm. because there were a few issues sound issues on Assassin's Creed 3 not so much on Liberation because uh, obviously that coming from the Vita um, it actually runs really well on the Switch but I think with three couple of issues there that they could have tightened up on so hopefully they've learned from that experience and this time it'll be a bit more flawless because um, I'm excited about that I'm excited to try to try Rogue actually I, I, Black Flag I've played a bit of so um, Rogue will be the one that I'm really really keen on yeah I think it's interesting with uh, 4 definitely because obviously 3 was a purely PS3 and Xbox 360 where in which 4 was cross-generation between the PS4 and PS3, so it's kind of, uh, they have a lot of different optimizations they could do. They could take better textures and then turn down different stuff, like lighting and stuff, so I'm curious to see uh, which approach and how it turns out. Yeah, well, there's no excuse anymore because we've seen The Witcher 3 running really well, so I'm afraid, you know, Ubisoft have no comeback if they don't make it run well. <laughs> right, next up, Dauntless. Dauntless, we're getting a co-op uh, boss uh, fighting action. Is this what I don't... Do you know what? I actually missed this completely. I yeah, think I was still... Yeah, this was... Uh, it kind of has, like, Paladin's vibes meets Monster Hunter meets a little bit of, uh, I guess, that Rogue Company game. It looks like a multiplayer online uh, sure, um, I think it's going to be free to play, uh, but don't take my word on that, sadly. Okay. Uh, I, I think we would need to, to both look into this a little bit more before we yeah. can give, give any full form opinions, but I believe it's been out on PC before and it's getting a lot of optimizations from what I've saw in the news. Uh, yeah. So if you've played it before, uh, definitely let us know your thoughts on NSUK podcast on Twitter. Yeah. It, it is free to play. I've just checked. Um, and uh, it is, uh, do you know, I think, I think again, it looks good. It, as you said, it's got that Paladins kind of vibe to it. Um, so yeah, let's wait and see what that's like. And no complaints about that coming to the Switch um, if it's well reviewed and it's been well ported. So we'll keep an eye out. Uh, okay. So there was a, there was, we then had a montage of a few titles together. So I'll run through these and you can pick a couple because there's a lot going on here. So a uh, couple of releases that we're going to get, in fact, more than a couple. Just Dance 2020 is coming 5th of November. Grid Autosports coming September 19th. Uh, Farming Simulator 20, December the 3rd. Nino Kuni is on the 20th of this month. NBA 2K20 is actually out now. It came out yesterday at the time of recording. Um, Call of, how do we pronounce this again? Cthulhu. Cthulhu, yeah, that's October the 8th. Then we've got The Outer Worlds, which I'm 
extremely excited oh, excited about. And Dave, Devil May Cry 2, which a lot of people will love. That's the 19th of uh, September, which is not long at all. And then Vampire, again, interested to see how that turns out on the 29th of October. What is incredible right now is we are getting a lot of really top AAA titles coming to the Switch this year. Um, and it's... It's almost going to be impossible to 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 sort of have time to play them all. So, yeah, a lot of titles in there. Which one caught, caught your eye? I, I think personally, for me, it would have it would have to be Devil May Cry two, uh, mainly because when they they announced the first one, uh, Capcom were like, "Yeah, we're just doing the first one. We know there's demand for Devil May Cry, but you know, they're basically saying we don't think it's going to sell good enough to warrant port in the trilogy." And here we are, as the second one around the corner. So, excellent, Cap. Um, it's all about baiting all these big to developers to invest in making games for Switch. Yeah. Uh, exciting stuff. How about yourself, Mike? Well, The Outer Worlds, I mean, we knew about it, so of it wasn't course, a yeah. shocking, shocking surprise. What's really interesting is it's so soon. It's only in, in a couple of weeks' time. So yeah. um, I, I think, am I right in saying that comes on all platforms at the same time? Sadly not. They've just announced, uh, oh, sorry, to work on the Switch port, um, but the, yeah. the other ones are coming soon, but I'm considering I'm thinking, considering they're kind of promoting the Switch version in tandem with the full release. Okay, so I the don't... Outer Worlds isn't coming September the nineteenth. Yeah. Just Devil May Cry two. Okay, that's just in, in in my notes there. I've I've picked that up wrong. I did wonder because I did, I don't remember seeing anything saying it was coming that soon. So we'll get it after the other platforms. Which I, again, I don't really mind because of too many games to play through anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones that's kind of like. The, I think Outer Worlds coming out kind of the later half of this year, and okay. uh, kind of fighting for time with The Witcher Three and uh, I know. Uh, uh, Cyberpunk. It's just like, oh, I don't know where I'm going to fit all these in. Vampire was one that when it was first announced, we had a lack of those type of titles coming to the Switch, so I was quite keen on that. Um, maybe slightly less so just because we've had so much announced since then, but I will be looking at that when that comes out. And that's only, well, it's less than two months' time. It's the end of October, so that's probably the other one in there. Um, Grid Autosport, I hope that um, is as good as some of what we saw looked. Um, I'm sure that could be quite popular for a lot of people. Yeah, and I think uh, it's kind of interesting. I don't obviously just go out and look at farming simulator every day but uh, it's kind of nice to see how graphic graphically impressive the games came over the years so it yeah. looks have came a, a decent way and uh, again i imagine this could, on the go a game like this could eat up so much time yeah absolutely right well fire through the 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 rest and we'll leave the biggest one for the end or the biggest the other biggest one for the end it was at the end of our direct next up animal crossing new horizons we had some more info on that looks really good uh this is going to be huge third of march we're getting that yeah it looked at kind of in the presentation it was mainly just a summary of the e3 direct which yeah uh, they kind of put in a small informative video because i think for a lot of people who are big animal crossing fans would maybe not watch a nintendo treehouse event so it's yeah. looking really good uh, have you ever played animal crossing um no it's something that i think my my other half will probably um be quite keen on and i to be honest i probably would uh i mm. just i don't know if it's it depends where I'm at with other titles at the time, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it does look, um, it looks great, and I think this will be a huge title, a huge seller actually yeah, on the Switch. I think one of the, the highlights of the stream was showing off the they got um, one screen multiplayer, so you can kind of just dive in and have a little wee feel for it. Uh, so I'm hoping, because uh, I know quite a few people that are picking this up to kind of maybe just casually go over and 
hang out and play some co-op and give the game a taste. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, we on the Japanese Direct only, there, there was a couple of announcements that you might have missed because we didn't have them, but we had Moon, the anti-rag. Is the anti-RPG. Yeah, yeah <laughs> is, 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 that, is that RPG? It's not rag. Yes, so, uh, having I, not I, seen it... Notes, that's, oh, that's, a, that's a typo. Um, the, I did see a little bit about this, actually, now because I remember seeing the, uh, the anti-RPG side of it but tell us a bit more because um we yeah, didn't get this obviously this is a it was a kind of 16-bit rpg on the playstation so it had a lot of kind of weird graphical effects and looks kind of bizarre and it's a uh, it's almost like a, an undertale before its time uh it's uh, but even Ooh. less uh, coherent i would say it's really interesting i don't think it's ever been done in english before uh, but this was kind of one of those bizarre PS1 games. There's quite a lot of them from that era, like Feb Ribbon, etc., that were yeah. just oddball experiments on the PlayStation 1 because for the first time, game development was cheap uh, with disc-based media back then. And I think this was like one of those games that just always looked cool, but was like, uh, it's lost to time. They're never going to do anything with it. But here we have it on the go on Switch. And uh, I'm just hoping it does well because I think this is such a bizarre game. I'd love to give it a go in English. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also in the Japanese Direct, only Dragon Quest 1, 2 and 3 are coming to Switch, playable 27th of September. This is one that surely we want over here. Yeah, and the, the, the amazing thing with it is uh, in the kind of, they had a screen kind of showing off all the feature sets of it and they include English dialogue. Yeah, it's not releasing over here. I did see that. I did see um, that. And that's a real shame that we're, we're not getting it over here because I think, that, especially with 4 um, being out, but perhaps it'll, it will come later because Dragon Quest 4 is a... Uh, you know, is such a big deal on that same date. Yeah, and um, I find that the one thing I am sceptical of is I'm wondering is obviously they're they're selling NES Famicom games on the mm -hmm. same console of the NES Online. And yeah. I wonder if the reason they're not releasing it over here is due to the fact that for people who may have not grown up this franchise, charging money for it might be a bit too much to ask. But yeah. let's hold yeah. our fingers crossed because it's digital distribution. If one person buys it, You've made you've made made up your time. Yeah, absolutely. And then finally, the the, the last one that we got, which was a, a definitely a biggie, and it's one that a lot of people have been asking for since we got uh, the second game in the series. But Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, it's going to be a remade version of the first Xenoblade Chronicles, and it's coming twenty twenty. And this is big news for Switch players. Yes, uh, and it's great to see uh, a Wii game come over and. Uh, Let's hope this come, comes to more stuff and let's just hope this is a showcase of uh, Nintendo being able to port games because it's, uh, it's one of the, the you know, odd Nintendo exclusives and uh, I think for a lot of people we just need to get uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X on the, the Switch and then yeah. the Switch is the perfect console for Xenoblade. And X was the Wii U, wasn't it? Yeah, Wii U. It was kind of the futuristic one which still to this day it's a very graphically impressive game especially yeah. for the console and um yeah um looking good and fingers crossed we get more wii games around the corner yeah the screenshots from what we've seen compared to the the wii version look really really solid as well it seems to have really sort of tightened it all up a little bit um so again that's a huge one in fact having only played a bit of two i'm almost tempted now to because of so many games anyways to wait and try and play that one first and and you know try and pick up the story from 
earlier on, I guess, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was for me, it was a very interesting direct. There were long periods of time, just very quickly uh, to to recap on it. There were long periods of time throughout the direct where. I was kind of going, right, come on. I want something else that I'm really interested in because we started so strongly and ended so strongly. Um, But I think overall, I was pretty happy. And I say it's up there with one of the better directs for me. Yeah, I think there was a really wide spread in here. And uh, I think sometimes for Nintendo that works to their, their benefit and their negative where there's not always something, it's not all something one person would love. But I think overall, this was a very good triple lay featured one and uh compared to some directs where there's like the one or two indie games like muddled in there and you're like oh what's this doing here this was all fairly premium high quality stuff and the the kind of headline stuff you want to be showcasing yeah absolutely well that's it from our nintendo direct special for september 2019 on the nintendo switch uk podcast remember we are on twitter it's nsukp uh, sorry, NSUK podcast on Twitter. Uh, the website's nsukp.co.uk. Uh, you can email us there as well, podcast at nsukp.co.uk. Leave us a review on Twitter and uh, leave us a review on uh, podcast apps as well. So that's where you get us on all your normal podcast download download type apps like iTunes and all that. Uh, but we'll be back for our next episode uh, just shortly because we're gonna we're gonna do two this week. But Anton, just uh, final final word on the direct. Um, yep. Are you happy? Are we getting another one soon? What's the what? Oh, what do you think? I, I'm not too sure. I think we're we're gonna be waiting a wee bit. Um, I think maybe in no- October November time. But I think overall kind of a solid one, and it's a, a real good summary of a lot of the games that are gonna be headlining this Christmas season. I think yeah. stuff like Mario and Sonic. We've got obviously Pokemon. A lot of the big sellers here, and it's kind of—it's just nice to see more third-party stuff like this. Assassin's Creed come along. It's yeah. great time to be playing Switch. Yeah, it is absolutely. All right. Well, with that, enjoy playing uh, some of the new games that are now available. Enjoy the SNES games because there's twenty of them there for you to get started with, and they are great fun. And we will be back for our next episode soon. And until then, goodbye. Au revoir.